Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Holm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. In the show, I interview amazing, badass real estate investing goddesses, women that are investing in real estate. And today, I'm so excited. I have the most special guest. I'm interviewing Regina Thomashauer. She goes by Mama Gina. And I consider her the fairy godmother of real estate investor goddesses because it was through her incredible teachings. And I've, I've known about her and studied with her since 2004. And it was through her teachings that the seeds for this real estate investor classes were planted. She is a teacher, best-selling author, mother, media personality, and she's the founder and CEO of the School of Womanly Arts, which began in her living room in 1998. And it has since grown into a global movement. When I took classes in her living room, there were maybe 30-some of us in there. And then I was in her mastery program last year, 900 women, and it just has affected millions of women at this point. She believes that women are the greatest untapped natural resource on the planet, and that as people of all genders, we claim the magnificence of the feminine, the patriarchy will fall, liberating us all. Her approach stems from decades of research in the social, cultural, and economic history of women, and her distinctive style at once irreverent, unwavering, affirming, and sweary so just recognize <laughs> it will be a four-letter word or two in this interview. Put your um, headphones on if you've got children around. I know. Just like, there will be some words that you may or may not want the kids to hear. But she's engaged and changed lives of thousands, millions from all over the world. And in addition to leading the School of Womanly Arts, she's authored four popular books, including her newest New York Times bestseller, Quissy, A Reclamation, which is an incredible book. It's part of the, on the reading list for my program, as well as her School of Womanly Arts book and others. She's been featured widely as a leading expert in modern feminism. And she's joining us from New York where she lives. And, and you can, I'll have her share more later about how you can find her, but welcome Regina. I'm so thrilled to have you. Okay. It's so good to be with you. It is so <laughs> beautiful. So good. How long have we known each other? Seriously, I was thinking back on the first time I met you and the extraordinary way in which you held your desires. Like all the things you currently have were just longings when we began. That's true. And my job was so small. All I had to do was fan the flames of your desires. And you're the one that put all this, like your hot husband, your incredible family your real estate, this company, and now the way you're impacting others, it's so powerful and beautiful. And I just feel like kind of like a proud mama, kind of, I just kind of taking that ride. Oh, mama Gina, you can for sure own that. <laughs> you, were, you were fanning furiously. She, she, she was coaching me when I met my husband. Mm -hmm. Even before you met him. Before, but like you... you because I remember you standing up in the room and saying exactly what you wanted. 
And then bam, that's what happened. And then we were all like, (laughs) it was great. That was great. But I could go into a lot of all of the the gems I I learned that from you that changed my life. But I want to, I want to talk more about you. Okay. So like, how did you get started teaching women the womanly arts? How did that begin? Okay. I'm so happy you asked that question because the trajectory of my journey is something that I know that your listeners are somewhere on this path, right? Because every woman has desire. There's something we want. Sometimes we don't even know what it is. We just have this sort of nameless, faceless longing that we feel is, or a calling or something we can imagine or almost imagine. And that is how all desires come into being. It just starts with a longing. Even if there's no signs on the highway, there's no driftwood showing you you're close to land, it starts with a woman's longing, a woman's desire, what a woman wants. So it's so key for each of us to pay attention to that. And so my desire to begin and build the school, I think it was sort of my destiny. I had really been a sort of a researcher, literally from the time I was a little girl. And I wondered, where did my enthusiasm go? Like, I have to solve this problem of where a child's enthusiasm. Now, I should say there was a background of abuse in my family. And one of the things that happened was when I was about five years old, the goddess came and sat on my bed. And I could feel her presence. And I thought, this is so amazing. And somehow I took on the responsibility of, I was like, this goddess, I will presence her somehow on this planet. I don't know how or where or what, but I knew that in some way that divine feminine was of utmost importance. And so I did my job of searching for her in churches and synagogues and temples as I grew up couldn't find her anywhere, kind of put aside the journey and went to college. And I went to a woman's college and I had lots of girlfriends. And I noticed that there was an absence of the kind of confidence and ability to boldly move forward that I saw in men, that women somehow seemed filled with more self-doubt, more crisis of confidence in our ability than men. And myself included, I was the best example of being paralyzed by my own depression, my own self-doubt, my own disapproval of myself. I was utterly paralyzed. And so I wanted to understand what is it that could connect a woman with her enthusiasm, with her joy, with her life force, with that beautiful enthusiasm that we see when we see a radiant little girl who's just like so powerful. And somehow that radiance dials down over a lifetime for women. And so I began to study the history of the patriarchal world culture, where in the patriarchal world culture, all of the divine figureheads are God, are masculine. I began to study the divine feminine. I began to research the ancient goddess traditions. I began to just become really like well-informed about the work of Maria Gambudis and Joseph Campbell and 
Merlin Stone and really pursued that. But I found that it didn't give me that sense of freedom and that Mm. sense of power and that sense of my own aliveness that I longed for. And I was tired of being stuck and unable to take steps forward with my life. And I was tired of wondering why I was alive or why was I so disempowered and depressed all the time. And what happened was I I had the good fortune of taking an acting class because I originally wanted to be an actor. And one of my acting teachers said to me, you know, you're a very good actor, but you have no sexuality or sensuality in your work. You're going to be cast as women twice your age. And I said, okay, well, for my art, I will study sensuality so I could learn about it. But wow, was I scared. Because one of the things that had gotten unplugged inside of me was my desire. I had so much self-doubt. I didn't want to date. I didn't want to audition. I was living kind of like a hermit. And so to show up at a class in sensuality was really terrifying for me. I was like hiding in the back of the room. I thought all the people were weirdos. (laughs) <laughs> but what happened, I guess that's true anytime we take a workshop, right? We all think, who are these weirdos? But by the end, we all love each other. <laughs> so what happened was they gave us a homework. And the homework was to treat yourself as if you were the most important person in the world. And you were to purchase little foods that you might like to eat and drinks. And you were to tidy your space and light some candles, and play beautiful music, and take a bath, and treat yourself as if you were royalty. And I'd never done anything like that before. I always treated others like royalty, like I grew up. My job was to take care of my brothers, take care of my family. At work, it was to take care of my boss, but it was never to take care of me. So it was a complete 180, And I found that in the lighting of the candles, the choosing of the music, the laying out of the food, the taking my bath, and then remarkably, we were to look in the mirror and see what we loved about ourselves. And the moment I looked in the mirror, I saw, because I was in a state of pleasure, I saw the very thing I'd been searching for my whole life. I saw the goddess. And I was like, holy shit, motherfucker. (laughs) The goddess has been hiding in me. And if she could be hiding in me, she's hiding in every woman. And if she's hiding in every woman, that's a shit ton of power that needs to be unleashed. And apparently the portal to connecting women to their divinity and to their sensuality is pleasure. So I must study pleasure. I've got to do it. I'm going to just do the research and I will study pleasure. And I just went headlong. I studied at a school called Moore University. I learned a technique called extended massive orgasm. I studied uh, for hours, for years, I studied orgasm and how to extend and expand mine. I actually demonstrated extended massive orgasm, still do in certain classes of mine. Because when a woman owns her pussy, she owns her life. And if she doesn't, she doesn't. It doesn't matter that she gets a degree from Mount Holyoke College. She still isn't going to own her life if she doesn't own her sex and her sensuality. So once I realized that, and then of course, once I had my daughter Maggie, and I had such a sense of responsibility to the women of today, the girls of today, that were going to be the women of tomorrow. I was like, I got to start me a school that's going to teach women about pleasure because 
how will my girl breathe if she's living in a world that doesn't know women are sacred? Then once women know, then they can teach the men. The men are much easier to teach than women, actually. Yeah. So so that's how I started. It was sort sort of random, but I think that it's powerful in the sense that for a woman hearing this, do not doubt your desire. Do not doubt the relevance and the importance of your desire. No desire is frivolous. As you've demonstrated, choosing to invest in real estate is not frivolous. It's a way of taking care of yourself, your family, and taking others higher, which is really what every woman is built for. Yeah. So never, ever doubt a desire, ever. So good. Oh, and that, you know, just having been in your rooms, in your classes for, I don't know, for a long time. <laughs> a long time now. It's true. There is. So the women in, in your community, are called, you call them all sister goddesses. Mm-hmm. And there's a radiance in the, yeah. in the sister goddess that comes out. And it's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful thing. Yeah. So I want to talk about pussy business. <laughs> I'm so excited that you took that course. I love that course. I'm so excited I took that I course too. It was so good. I got to teach that again. Damn, that shit you, got real. You do. That was so good. So it's way back in the day. I think that wasn't the official title. I think it was using the power no. of pleasure in business or something like that. I think <laughs> that it was, was the title. Yeah, we called it pussy business because that's truly what it is. <laughs> That's why we we affectionately called it, and it was it was genius. So I want you to to talk a little bit about that connection between womanly arts as pleasure and wealth and success for women. Yeah, I think that for many of us living inside of a patriarchal world culture, we've been taught to cut off, right? Cut off from our truth, cut off from our feelings, cut off from our connections with sisters, our brothers, in order to produce to work. That work is somehow, if you just like work hard enough and long enough, it's going to lead to pleasure one day. And of course it doesn't. It leads to just more disconnection and more depression and more disempowerment. So I learned early through my own journey and really through studying the journeys of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of women, that when a woman began to actually plug into her source energy and listen to her pussy, It would guide her in ways that were not necessarily linear, but would have her get to her goal even quicker than she might if she ignored her pussy. And what I mean by pussy is pussy is a way of walking. It's a way of being. It's a way of standing in your radiance. It's a way of staying in your body. It's a way of listening to your deepest intuition. So for example, you get an offer for a job and it's at a company that would look really good on your resume and go in for the interview. And you just get this really sinking feeling as you wander under the fluorescent lights in the cube farm, and you're interviewed by a white man, and he tells you the requirements, and you're kind of like feeling like maybe he needs to fill the woman of color spot in his company, and he's not really interested in you, but you know it's going to be good on your resume. And your pussy is screaming, get out of here, run for your life. And you have a choice at that moment. You can listen to your pussy or you can ignore her. And I have found in my years of working with women that every time a woman listens to her pussy truth, 
it leads to way more wealth, way more deeply fulfilling experience, way more magic, which is a realm that women love to swim in, magic for coincidence, opportunity, than if she turns it off. If you were, you would never do this. You would never do this. But if a woman was to turn off her pussy truth and take that job, is that going to lead anywhere good? No, I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> that exact same interview, actually. And everything in me was going, no, don't do this. But I was like, it looks so good on the resume and on paper. They're yeah. such a great law firm. And I ended up literally in a hospital bed with a ruptured yeah. appendix, just feeling uh, grateful to not be at work. Thank God for that appendix exploding in the nick of time to get you out of there. It was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, And yeah, so it was through not listening to pussy that I learned the importance of listening to pussy. Yeah. And that's a righteous way to grow. It's really righteous. You have to pay attention then not pay attention. Then you realize like, okay, I get this. Yeah. And conversely, if let's say a woman were to walk out of that interview and say, sorry, dude, find someone else. That's when the great pussy in the sky, the universe, synchronicity starts to begin to open doors for opportunities that you might not have even imagined for yourself. So the power of your connection to your source energy, just like our pussies give life, they give life to babies and they give life to us and they give life to opportunity. It's, it's full service. And a woman connected to that, yeah, I think, gives life to everyone around her. Exactly. Well said. So there was a distinction I got the last mastery about this because for a while, it's been a while since I'd taken a class and, and I had gone from listening to pussy to listening to my heart and your heart is beautiful and very kind and very loving. But when I went back to your class and I started tuning more into pussy, pussy takes care of you. Yeah. as well as others. <laughs> so it's, yeah. And she takes you on some crazy adventures and it's fun and you don't know where you're going to go, but it's, there's a passion and an energy there that even just listening to your heart, you don't get. Yeah, it's so true. I think that's so beautifully said. Your heart takes care of others. Pussy takes care of you as well as others. I love yes. that. You know, if you think about it, it's like the function, right? It's clitoracy. It's the clitoris, the seat of woman's pleasure. It's 8,000 nerve endings, little tiny button of intense experience. It integrates information from the conscious, the unconscious, the peripheral nervous system, the neocortex, and the hypothalamus. So she is like taking in on so many different levels that can be of service to the whole being that you are. So it's actually, she's kind of like a proper little brain. That's what Natalie Angier says in her book, Woman, an intimate geography, one of my favorite books. Mm, I love that. All right. So I want to ask you a question about one of the things that you had said before is that, you know, in this patriarchal world culture, we're often disconnected from our feelings. And in addition to other things and right now, I mean, always we're feeling deeply, but in particular, we're in this moment in the world where there's like intensely deep, dark, powerful emotions. And they're, they're not necessarily dark and bad, but there's grief, there's anger, there's rage, there's a lot of things that we're feeling 
but we're not necessarily able to express. And so what are the consequences for women of not, because we're not socialized to experience our full emotional range. I know my mom would always say like, don't cry. You're ugly when you cry. Like I, I wasn't allowed to cry. It wasn't okay. And I know I'm probably not the only one that's had similar experiences. So, well, first of all, what are the consequences for women when we're not allowed to experience our full emotional range? We have this thing, girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. That is such a harmful sentence. Because anytime a girl feels anger or a girl feels grief or a girl feels frustrated, she feels like she's wrong. And so I like to look at it like women have the emotional range of a piano. We have 88 keys. And we're taught in our culture to just push middle C over and over again. How are you? Fine. How you doing? I'm okay. So we're never fine, actually. There's never fine. Fine is like, it doesn't describe anything. We're like happy that the sun is shining and it's summer. Or our hearts are exploding in grief as the overt racism inside of our culture supported by our leaders is becoming more and more overt. And we have lynchings. Every week, there is some loss of Black life that we are now becoming more and more conscious. It it hits me as a white woman so differently than it hits you as a Black woman. But at the same time, all of that emotion, if we do not process it, it gets stuck inside and we become numb. When we're numb, we get depressed and we disengage and disempowered. And we don't even want to go to the voting booth because we can't even get our ass out of bed because we are so overwhelmed by our own depression, which is as a result of not feeling all of the incredible, diverse, complicated full range of feeling. Like if I was president, we would be as a country in a 30 day month of mourning together, like flags half mass wearing black. I'm Jewish. So we'd like tear our garments, like to show a sign of mourning, like to be overt about the grief, the grief of 400 years of slavery that has never been processed. So I think it's really key And I talk a lot about this, especially in Pussy. I have a chapter on a process called swamping. And what is swamping? It is a practice where a woman gives herself or her community of sisters an opportunity to move through the full emotional range that is her truth at this time. And personally, I need to swamp every day. I got to move it through my body. Like it is not a head trip. It's a body trip. Yeah. You want to swamp a little right now? Yeah, let's swamp. Okay. And everybody who's listening, please join. I picked a song for us that contains grief. It contains rage. It contains frustration. It contains joy. It contains intensity. Like there's a lot of keys playing in this. Yeah. And so you get to pick which one you ride. Maybe you just had like the best sex of your life last night with your lover and you're feeling pretty hot, you can dance to this song with that. And if you're like me, completely confused and conflicted and embroiled 
in the conversations of racism and filled with rage and grief, finding your way. That's another experience. And Monique has her own, and the song is called River. So I'm going to say Monique has her own river. Yeah. So with the swamp, you just dance, you take that emotion, you embody it. That's right. That's what we do. And we'll just do it for a minute or so, just as practice, just so you can feel. And the purpose is just move your ass with us for one minute and see how it feels to embody the truth of your emotions just for a minute. so much and you can put together your own playlist and move that body and see feel your magnificent truth because whatever you feel is righteous and beautiful and gorgeous yeah it is so powerful to do this process and just feel what you're feeling and like I said I, I was not socialized to be able to do that so this you know for the past few weeks you've been doing a, a series of swamps. So mm-hmm. coming together in community to do, a, you know, a version like several dances, one for rage, for grief, and then with adding, and then one where we add turn on and that really alchemizes and transforms. So I've been so grateful, especially in this really emotional time to be able to process it. And it takes it from like the stuck energy to fuel. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Well said. You should be my spokesmodel. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'd be happy to. (laughs) All right. So I love that. So switching gears slightly, what advice do you have for a woman who's just, well, since this show is mostly about like financial success, I'll, I'll ask that question. What advice do you have for a woman who's trying to be more financially successful? Yeah. It can be really frustrating because I've, I've gone through periods of like where I've been so in debt, a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt because of creating a company and I didn't know how to run it and not knowing how to write a business plan or make a budget and also pay my taxes and work it all out. You know, you got to yeah. really, you learn so much by making mistakes. That was my greatest teacher. But I think that one of the things that's been powerful for me is getting great advice 
from a financial advisors, which you can either pay someone to work with you in terms of structuring your business or your personal bank accounts, or there's unbelievable books. I love the work of Susie Orman. I'm reading one of her books right now. I love the work of Tony Robbins' book on money. Tony Robbins' book on money is fantastic. Like I know you probably have a great collection of books that you recommend to your students and the people that you work with. I think that what it's about is continuing to educate yourself and celebrate every penny that you acquire. Every penny you acquire and every step that you take to build your business. Because sometimes you'll take steps and they won't seem like they're leading anywhere, but you still have to celebrate them. Sometimes you take steps and you only make a dollar and you were hoping for a hundred thousand. You still have to celebrate that dollar (laughs) because how we grow as women, how we expand is not through criticism. And we are so quick on the draw of doubting ourselves and criticizing ourselves. And what I have found one of the greatest habits that has allowed me to grow was my changing the way I talk to myself. So that instead of criticizing every step or saying, you're a loser, you don't know anything about money, you'll never be able to make this ship fly, to, well, look what you just did. You made a dollar. Or I'd find a dollar in the street and I'd say, oh, the great pussy is smiling at you. You found a dollar today. And then educating myself about budgeting, both on a personal level and also around my school and getting great advice and continually reading so that I could begin to add to the places that didn't come naturally to me and running a business and creating business plans and budgets. That that was something that took so much more work that for me, if you put me out in front of 5,000 people, I'm like, no problem, like easy. But (laughs) sitting there with the painstaking budgets, that's harder work for me. I hear (laughs) you. So, all right, we are going to do is an exercise I learned from you that I actually end every podcast with, which is a trinity of brag, a gratitude, and a desire. And you know, you're just talking about celebrating, celebrating ourselves, celebrating everything. And that's this wonderful bragging tool that I use a lot, make all of my the real estate investor goddesses do. But before we do that, how can women find out more about you and what you do? Oh, easy. Follow me on Instagram, Mama Gina. Go to my website, www.mamagenas.com, and you can sign up for a free five-day pleasure challenge on that website. And you can get my newsletter because I'm an unbelievably good writer, and I put a blog every week or so, and it's worthy. We're doing exciting things at the school. Yeah, it is worthy. I get lots of emails, most of which I don't read, but I never miss one of Regina's emails. They are awesome. Thank you. So definitely sign up for that. All right. So now it is time for our famed end of show, Trinity, which is the brag, gratitude, and desire. So what is your brag? Okay. I brag that this morning I woke up early and rocked a blog that I'm working on. It's going to be so good. It's coming out this week. But then my friend bought a farm not far from my beach house. I jumped in the car and by eight o'clock in the morning, I was brushing one of her horses. I then rode that thing for an hour 
And that's why I'm wearing a hat because I got sweaty helmet head. <laughs> and I had such a good time on this course. It is magnificent. And his, his name is Mojito. So well bragged. Master. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone wondering how you do it? That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I facilitated, I had a talk with my race and diversity team member at yeah. 9.45 and by 10, I was running a staff meeting. So that's how we do it. We multitask and squeeze in everything we love. Mm, so well bragged. Okay, my gratitude. Yes. Okay, my gratitude is for you. My gratitude is for our sisterhood, our connection, for the privilege of witnessing your life, your marriage to your hot Aussie, the birth of your daughter, the growth of your company, the opportunity to be here and speak with you today, the speaking that you and I are doing together tomorrow. You're choosing to always learn and to always educate yourself not only for your own benefit, but I watched you take your family higher, heal your family. And now you're impacting so many women as you should. And I just feel very grateful for the length and depths of our connection. Mm. Thank you. So grateful for that too. Mm. My desire, my desire is that all this fucked up upheaval, this like, pulling back the curtains on the overt racism and bigotry, white supremacy inside this white patriarchal culture that we live in that feels so hard right now for so many of us that it lead to a place that Martin Luther King Jr. spoke into, a place of connection and brotherhood and sisterhood that we cannot even dream like that we all get to the mountaintop, that we all get to the promised land, that we get to a place where there is true equality and love and connection, and that maybe there is racism, but there is no such thing as race, that we are all brothers and we are all sisters on this planet, and that this is an opportunity where we can, we can truly heal and transform together. Mm. That's my desire. So shall your desire be, or so much better than you can imagine, under grace and in perfect ways. Thank you, baby. So, by Thank the way, that's you. what we always say when we share a desire because it like gives the desire wings. So it's always, yes. and so shall it be, <laughs> or something even better. Yes. Beyond your wildest dream, <laughs> under grace and in perfect ways. And if I was here, she would say, "Done, done, done." Okay, done, <laughs> done, done. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm so sad that our podcast, our interview was done, done, done. But definitely, yeah, all of you listening, go to mamaginas.com, an S at the end, and sign up for her newsletter, her challenge. Follow her on all the socials. And you know, she's changed my life and the lives of millions of others. So join the bandwagon if you haven't yet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, baby. Love you. Thank you. Love you, too. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time. <laughs>